Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, June 17th, and we are thankful that you are with us today. Of course, if you're uh, listening on the radio 95.9, we welcome you. We welcome those on Facebook those on our podcast, and those on our brand new radio app. And uh, we're thankful for all these different ways that uh, we can uh, give out the Word of God and give out some encouragement and, of course, uh, good music. And we're thankful that you have taken the time today to listen. Let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're thankful for a great week we've had so far. We've had a great uh, time with our revival uh, with Brother Joe Arthur Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And now we're looking forward to a great day Sunday. Just a reminder, this Sunday, uh, there'll be no drive-in service. There'll be no early service. Sunday school will start in the building at 10 o'clock in all of the different classes. And then we will be under the tent for our Sunday morning service and back under the tent Sunday night at 6 o'clock. And we invite you to come. Uh, A lot of folks are, are coming, just sitting in our chairs. Some are bringing some uh, some I say lawn chairs, I don't even know what they're called anymore, uh, but I've seen some amazing chairs, some comfortable chairs. Uh, I think one of the ones that has blown me away is it's, it folds out, but it's a rocking chair, like, like a camping kind of a chair. And uh, so anyway, you can bring your own chair, you can sit in our chairs, uh, or you can pull around and sit in your car if you'd like to. Uh, around the tent, but however uh, you choose to come, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday for a great day here at Victory Baptist Church. Happy birthday today to Caitlin Salas, and happy birthday today to Ray Wood, and then happy anniversary to Greg and Wanda Patrick. I hope you have a great, great day. I want you to hear a song. I don't believe we've played this uh, on our broadcast before. Uh, It may have played on the radio but uh, we had a, uh, uh, the other night, we had an, an accident. One of our uh, young ladies was coming home from work and was involved in an auto accident. And uh, it's amazing how quick the calls started coming. And thank the Lord for first responders and all of that. And I believe everybody's going to be okay from that. But uh, I was thinking about this song. The name of this song is But God. And it talks about the fact how that when you get uh, the news of an accident or you get the news that someone's sick or you get the news of some, uh, some tragedy that can take place, uh, there's a lot of different people that come to the scene and family and friends and law enforcement, all those things. But I'll tell you who is always the first on the scene, and that is God. And I'm glad that God has promised us he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. He's promised that he will be with us always, even to the end of the world. I want you to hear this song by the Manarese family. We have uh, have played some of their songs before, and they are a blessing. It's a great truth, great message in this song. But God, just think, where would we be uh, without God? I tell you what, we would be uh, in a mess, that's for sure. I want you to hear this song, and after this song, we will get into our Bible study for today. The call comes in we get the word an accident or something has occurred we 
began to pray, believing we are heard. Doctors say, prepare for the hope you enjoyed that song and uh, the message of that song and I hope you'll take that song with you today and think about it meditate on that and uh, let that song bless your heart Proverbs chapter 6 is where we are today in our study we're going through the book of Proverbs and uh, these uh, Proverbs were given and these Proverbs these are not like the the things you read on the fortune cookies at the Chinese restaurant okay these are uh, proverbs that were given words of wisdom from Solomon to his son Rehoboam and these were given by inspiration of God we don't believe that these proverbs were just something that kind of were you know picked out by man and thrown together and put together and say, oh this will work but we believe that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable and uh, it's profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness I think Proverbs is a lot of instruction I do believe there's some correction I do believe that there uh, is some reproof 
And uh, we don't see a lot of doctrine in Proverbs, but we do know that this book is profitable. It's beneficial for us. And I'd encourage you to read every day of the week, read a proverb of the day, the, the proverb that corresponds with that day of the month. Today would be Proverbs 17. Proverbs chapter 17 would be a good thing to read and, and get in that habit of every day reading through the Proverbs. Notice, really, I think the theme of the first part of Proverbs 6 is uh, found in verse number six. It says, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Notice verse nine. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? We see here that Solomon talks to his son about a sluggard. A sluggard is someone who is habitually lazy. It is someone that does not want to work. It is someone that decides they're going to be idle. They're going to be inactive. Uh, they're going to do everything in slow motion and everything is, well, I'll get around to it and I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. And then the next day they say the same thing. But that is a sluggard. Uh, very similar to one who is slothful. A slothful person is one who is lazy, one who is idle. And Solomon is warning his son. He's saying, you cannot be lazy. I'll tell you this, we live in a society where uh, people like to sit back and relax, and I'm, I'm all for relaxing, I'm all for resting, I'm all for vacations, but I'm also for work, and you've got to learn how to work. you got to teach your children how to work. Uh, let's work at the job. Let's work at home. Let's work and let's serve God. Let's not become sluggards spiritually. Let's get busy. The Bible says that there is a work for us to do. Uh, the night is coming when no man uh, can work. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. And so we see how that work is so important and not being lazy. Number one, I see in this particular chapter, I see our words. Now, you say, well, what do words have to do with lazy? Did you know sometimes we get lazy in our words? It says in uh, Proverbs 6, verse 1, My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, that word surety is one who is bound with and for another, often as a payment of a debt. Uh, many times we equate that today to uh, being a cosigner for someone. And uh, I've, I've heard it before, you've heard it before. Uh, don't co-sign for anyone unless you fully intend to become the one responsible for that debt. Um, because you can be uh, snared with the words of your mouth. You can be snared with the signature of a pen. So don't be a sluggard in your words or in your commitments. Uh, be careful about the promises you make. That's how we're lazy in our words. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll help you with that and we never do. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that for you, and we never do. Uh, if you say you're gonna do something, then do it. Keep your word, keep your promises. The Bible says that every idle word uh, will someday be brought into judgment. The Bible tells us it's better not to vow than to make a vow and not pay that vow. David said in Psalm 19, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Uh, obviously, it's wrong to use evil words. Uh, the Bible talks about in verse 12, a froward mouth. That's a perverse uh, or a disobedient mouth. The Bible talks about in verse 14, sowing discord with your words, and that's sowing strife or contention, and we'll talk about that also. But did you know, not only is it wrong to use uh, perverse words, uh, but it's wrong to not use good words. 
it is wrong if we do not use our voice to encourage, if we do not use our voice to be helpful and to be kind. Wherefore, James says, let him that knoweth uh, to do good, wherefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. Now think about this. Did you know it is a sin not to witness, to use our mouth to be a witness for Christ? Why is that a sin? Because God commanded us to be a witness. And if we don't, then we are literally, we are sinning by not being a witness. Did you know it is a sin to not be kind? Because the Bible says, be ye kind. And so if we do not use our words to be kind, then we are sinning against God and sinning against others. How about this? It is a sin not to be thankful. It is a sin when someone does something good for you and for you to not say and not express thanks, that is a sin. How come? Because the Bible says we are to in everything give thanks. We are to be a thankful people. Uh, it is a sin to not uh, warn someone uh, of danger that you're aware of and they're headed straight for it and you don't tell them. That's a sin. And so may God help us with our words and with our mouth. Secondly, we see in Proverbs 6, we see with our ways. Solomon says uh, to, in verse number 6, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Um, we see the ant. Um, uh, we can learn from the ant. The ant is not lazy. The ant works hard. The ant uh, gives the best that it can uh, because it knows that the winter's coming. The time is coming when it cannot work. Verse number 7 which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. Did you know that the ant is self-motivated? The ant has initiative. The ant is disciplined. The ants work together unified. They are patient. They have great power. They tell us that an ant can carry anywhere from 10 to 50 times their body weight. That's powerful. But can I tell you, uh, we can learn from the ant. Uh, I hope I hope that you're not a lazy person. I don't want to be a lazy person. I'm thankful I had a dad that taught me how to work, and I had some coaches uh, throughout elementary and junior high and high school uh, that they didn't let me slack off, and they made me work hard, and they made me run, and they made me in practice give 100%. But can I tell you, there's not always going to be a dad. There's not always going to be a coach. There's not always going to be a boss that's overseeing and as God's people, we ought to be motivated to give our best and to work hard, not for human approval, but for the approval of God, because God is watching. Uh, don't be a sluggard uh, in your work. Don't be a sluggard. Don't be lazy in your worship. Don't be a sluggard in your walk with God. Don't get lazy when it comes to your Bible reading and your prayer time. Verse number eight, the Bible says that the ant provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in harvest. The ant puts in long hours, works hard. Uh, don't miss the opportunities that God has given you. Don't miss the opportunities that God has given us to serve him. The question is asked, how long are you going to sleep? Romans 13, the Bible says that it is high time for Christians to awake out of sleep. It's time to get up. It's time to get busy. I've told this story in church. I'm sure I've never told it on the radio. I feel pretty sure about that. But my uh, brother-in-law, he, uh, he did uh, was a referee, still is a referee, but he started out in um, middle school and high school, worked his way up to college, and uh, he got the opportunity to work some uh, camps 
uh, where NBA prospects would go and they would play and even NBA players would go uh, during the offseason and they would play. And I was talking to him one time. This was years ago. We were together around Christmas time and we were just chatting one night and he was talking about some of his uh, refereeing for these incredible basketball players and NBA players and college players. And I said, who's the best you've ever seen? And uh, he told me about a guy. He said, this guy's incredible. And I said, well, and, and he told me the name, I think. I don't, I don't even remember the name now, and this was years ago. But he said, uh, he said so-and-so, and I said, how come he doesn't play uh, NBA or whatever? He said, oh, he had a chance to. And he said he should be in the NBA. He's that good. And uh, he said he was an incredible prospect. I said, well, what happened? You know, I thought maybe an injury or something, ha- whatever. He said, no, he said, as a matter of fact, the NBA uh, teams gave him several chances. There was one particular team that gave him a chance and they wanted to fly him to come and to you know try out and do the workouts and all that and try out for the team and uh, not 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 through the draft but just as a you know a, a walk on, and they said uh, my brother in law said this said but he said this guy he overslept and he missed his flight. I said you're kidding me. He said nope. He said he missed his flight. He said everybody knows it. Everybody talk about it. And it's it's sad, but it's the way it is. And he said so that NBA team gave him another chance. They gave him another chance. Booked his ticket. And the second time, he overslept, and he missed his flight again. Now, friend, I don't think I have to tell you how many millions and millions and millions of dollars were lost from someone who could have had an NBA contract as an incredible player, but he missed it because he overslept. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to miss a contract in the NBA because you sleep in or whatever, but I'm saying sometimes we miss a lot of opportunities to walk with God, to spend time in prayer. We miss opportunities to serve God. We miss opportunities to spend time with our family uh, because we are sleeping. Sometimes it's physically, but sometimes it's because we're sleeping spiritually. And uh, we have been lulled to sleep by this old world. It's time for Christians to wake up. It's time for Christians to stop uh, being uh, lazy and uh, lethargic and, and idle. And it's time for Christians. It's time for God's people to get busy in serving God. I hope you'll have a great day today and let's continue to do our best every day to live on the winning side through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and through the power of God's word. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today. And we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.